Thank you for watching SportsCenter. I'm Jericho Jacoby. And I'm Tim Law Kronstens. We go to our top story tonight as Mortal Kombat has come under fire from critics and agencies regarding its heavy levels of violence and records of long-term injury to the contestants. With this week's announcement from Kano that Jax is personally responsible for the loss of his eye and with the tragic story of Nightwolf's suicide, the Mortal Kombat Players Association has claimed that organizers of Mortal Kombat were told by medical doctors that injuries and fatalities were likely, yet did nothing about it. The MKPA has filed a lawsuit against Mortal Kombat and is currently being heard before a grand jury. We go live to Washington. I'm here at what is being called the most important hearing in the history of the multiverse. The building is filled with representatives of both sides of the trial, with MKPA being represented by Sonya Blade, Kano, Scorpion, and Katana. Mortal Kombat representatives Raiden, Shang Tsung, and Shao Kahn have become embattled as their organization comes under heavy fire. We'll now hear from Scorpion. When I started practicing martial arts, I thought I'd make it to tournaments like this is the best blood sports elements, you know, where I, I, it'd be a cool American psychic guy that would lose Bolo Young, someone similar that I'd have to avenge my friend by winning the tournament. When I was recruited by Mortal Kombat, they promised me that I would get my wishes, but instead they stuck a snake chain thingy in my head and, and lit me on fire. It was horrible. <laughs> Wow, tough testimony there, Tim Law. This just in, Tipper Gore has now also filed a lawsuit against Mortal Kombat. Didn't she already do that? I don't know. I can't remember anything. I'm not actually a journalist. I just read what's on the screen thingy. Let's go to Tipper now. These people put violence on our TVs in front of our children. They throw swords into their opponents, and then they use their eyes powers to shatter each other. And they think that the children won't try to do the same they can't even be bothered with a don't try this at home warning. Little Billy from Arkansas wants to be just like you people. He could have been a nice little banker or scientist when he grows up. But instead, he's going to make a hat that has razor blades around it. And then throw it into the ground while it spins like a saw and then kick some mother of two in the groin into the spinning saw hat so that it splits her right up the middle. And then when asked why he did it, he'll say, because I saw it on Mortal Kombat. Uh, the humanity! We interrupt Tipper Gore here because we have to go back to the trial as we've heard that the entire courtroom has erupted into a full fight to the death as a bunch of Baraka guys have stormed in with their bone knife arm things. Man, this is really getting out of hand. Get it? Because the bone knife things come out of his hands. Uh, Tim Law, you're fired. Hello and welcome to Sticker Madness. I'm your host, Justin. With me, as always, is Sam and Jackie. How are Sam? Well, uh, to be honest... And his frog in his pocket, because R is a declarative for uh, plural people. Grammar lesson! <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's what we do here. Talk about Goronica, Antarctica, and grammar. Grammar. Yeah. How well, are you, Sam? Uh, you know, I need to do laundry. I'm in the last four pairs of my underwear. That's enough. And uh, 
I have four pairs of underwear left that make my pants fall down. Oh, so I oh, just cannot is, keep no, them up. No. And uh, here's the deal with underwear: I can live on four underwear. I can totally revolve around four underwear. But the problem with manhood is that we have only eight pairs of underwear. Four of them are wearable. Four of them are quite not unwearable, and they're the last that you got. I have seventeen pairs of underwear. Oh my god, that, that is quite are a bit. good. Yeah. Oh, I can go over two weeks without washing underwear Holy or shit. socks. How many do you have total, including the bad? I have twenty-one pairs of underwear. Twenty-one three pa- <laughs> weeks of underwear, and so it's like a. Uh, You're like a fucking Boy Scout. You know, like the uh, card reader machines that have the the receipt that comes out, and you have like the pink mm-hmm. that comes on there and tells you you need to change it. Mm-hmm. That's what the last four pairs of my underwear are: is the pink stripe, <laughs> and it's a little. I mean, it's like, uh oh, I'm putting on a pair of jockey shorts. That means my pants are gonna fall down. It's like they just eject my pants. So I wander around. And people always ask me, why do you wear such long shirts? And I was like, so I can wander around with my whole ass hanging out. And you won't know. (laughs) (laughs) Because I will not wash my underwear until I'm on number two of the last four pairs. And usually only two days is what it takes. And then I'm just like, nope, I've had enough of this pants falling down underwear. Jackie, how are you? And try to top that. Or don't. Please don't. I said, woo-wee. Sam. I'm pretty sure that you have the aroma butt crack of your office. I mean, fuck. Like, your pants are hanging half down. There's no barrier there to kind of cover up your fart or your butt mayonnaise. And um, Found pork and butt mayonnaise. And I'm just going to say, I have a lot of underwear, too, but I wash them frequently. And I don't wear the same pair over again on day two there, Justin, <laughs> who wears his underwear more than one day in a row. I work He's from like, home. They don't I, you're lucky like, I wear anything at all. And I'm like, yeah, you change your underwear every day, dude. If, no, I don't. If I was a caveman. <laughs> so you basically tell, you change your underwear when Jackie tells you that you can't wear the underwear anymore? Actually, I start changing my underwear when I start getting, never mind. <laughs> That's too much personal. You know what happens, Sam? A medical he, condition happens, and then it's time to change my underwear. He... <laughs> You know what really happens, Sam, is that he gets in the shower, and I'm like, zip, and I grab those underwear, and then I lay a fresh pair down where his old underwear were, because I know he probably isn't going to notice as long as they're on the floor somewhere. One of the perks of being married, gentlemen. Oh, how about that? Anyways, the movie this week is Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Colon. Colon. Annihilation. I'm excited. This is my pick. Yeah, it's Jackie's pick. Mortal Uh, Kombat! Before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, Sam has some late-breaking stinker news. Stinker news! I'll start with the less breaking of the news, because I think it's been reported for a while. Yeah, I think I know where you're going with this, and, uh, hmm, okay, go ahead. Wait, do you want me to give you the Pirates of the Caribbean 5. That is not where you're going. Has been delayed to 2017. Wow. The reported budget... Of Pirates of the Caribbean 5 is $380 million. I only saw the first two. Fucking shit. Now, here's where I'm going to ask they, questions. Didn't anybody see all the they, Lone Ranger? All of them have cost over 300 or After the yeah, second but, one, they all cost over 300 Lone Ranger. Uh, he's uh, not... It's not uh, the same Jack guy. Jack Sparrow movie? No, it's Jack Sparrow movie, but it's not the same director. It's not a... Uh, I understand, but you, you, you have seen how well the last one did, and you've seen how well... 
the Dark Shadows did. The last and one made seen... $1 billion. Okay, you've seen how bad the Dark Shadows did, and you saw how bad the Transcendence did, and you saw how bad the Lone Ranger did, and what, at what point do you go, you know, maybe we shouldn't throw 300. Maybe we should try to get away with 100. So here's the thing. I haven't watched anything past the second one. Have Me you either. Wa- Jackie hasn't? Have uh, you? I've seen uh, The World's End, the one with uh, Davy Jones. Okay, I don't know which one that is because I haven't seen past the second one because after I watched him a sword fight for three hours and nobody got stabbed, I was like, this is an episode of G.I. Joe the cartoon. Right. Uh, I didn't care. What I'm curious about, did at any point the series have some sort of resolution? And if it didn't, does anyone care because the, it's been delayed? Five has been delayed so many times and now it's two years out from now. Right. Does anyone care? I don't think anyone gives a shit. I do. You You do? I do because I played the uh, Legos. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Which is a video game from four years ago. Yeah. And it was awesome. Oh. So you cared about something that came out four years ago, and now you care about something that may or not may or may well, not come out they, two years from now. Hey, if they're going to expand the Lego game, I'm in. So if you're you... six years removed between... Well, I didn't see anything other than the second yeah. one. Yeah, and you don't care enough to watch three and four. I don't give a shit about the movies. I give a shit about the Lego game that oh, I like so to you play. Oh, so you just want the Lego game to be... To uh, go on. To a, a, a new adaptation. Yeah, so I can play a new version of the Lego game. Yeah, but... You could just do that with like uh, Jurassic World Legos or uh, Lord of the Rings Legos. Not or... the same. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck okay. on the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I tried to play the enough. Star Wars one, but couldn't uh, couldn't get re- into it as much as I did with the Pirates of the Caribbean. That's weird. Item two of stinker news. Yeah. Is... I think this is the one where you're probably going to yeah. guess. Yeah. Is it weepy? Is it sad? Oh, uh, no. Oh, okay. Maybe I have stinker news. Jared Fogel. Jared Fogel. It's a little sad. I mean, uh, children. So, well, s- sexual like, assault charges against gonna... children is. Uh, well, he's pled guilty. Joyous. He's pled guilty. Yeah, he did. He did. He has pled guilty to being a molester. What does that have to do with bad movies? It has this to do with bad movies. Prior to any of this happening, Jared Fogel appeared. And did a cameo in Sharknado, the upcoming Sharknado 3. Uh, no, actually, that Sharknado 3 has come out, dude. That was like two weeks ago. So they didn't do anything about it? I don't know. I didn't see Sharknado 3 because you know what I say? Eh. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I don't need a third one of that shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Stupid. But that is interesting. I wonder if they did pull him because that's like right in there. Right the, in there. Yeah, right in they, there. No, it's still credited, so they didn't pull him. Damn. Oops. Ha. Huh. Right, is that your news? That's the news. Well, I have uh, some unfortunate, very sad news. Another one of our uh, dear, dear friends have departed. Uh, this happened earlier this week. You probably did not hear about this because you didn't bring it up. Our uh, beloved David A. Pryor has passed away. Oh, really? Yes, he died uh, at the age of 59, I oh, believe. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, uh, his brother, Ted, who you will know as Danton from the movie Deadly Prey and, and its sequel. Deadliest Prey. Uh, said that he, he was experiencing failing health for quite some time. So, uh, yeah, very sad. Uh, there will not be any more David A. Pryor movies. On it. Very sad about that. Very so sad. I think the very next movie I'm going to be doing, uh, maybe Killer Workout or uh, its other known title, Aerobicide. Oh. Yeah. Another David A. Pryor pick. So, anyways, R.I.P. David, thank you for Deadly Prey. That is sad. Uh, we do not have streaming do's and don'ts this week. However, we kind of do because it's a follow up to a previous movie that we saw online. The second film from Andy Sedaris called Seven. Our good friend online, Martini Shark, has 
forwarded us a copy from his good friend, who I unfortunately don't have a name for him, uh, the full version of Seven so that we could polish it off. They dug it out of a storage unit, shipped it across country, and then uh, took the time to uh, rip it uh, and then upload it to our server. So uh, we watched it and uh, we know what happens. And uh, so we're going to finish that off and then be able to wrap up our review, which will then uh, put the star rating and all the good stuff on our blog. <clears throat> First off, I would like to say I've never seen a picture or a profile of Martini Shark. Okay. But I kind of imagine him in a white suit, kind of like the Rat Pack, with like some sweet hair, and it's just like slicked back, and he's got like one long fang that kind of hangs over, like a shark tooth, and he's drinking a martini with three olives, shaken, not stirred, like James Bond, and, uh, you know, he's kind of making his way through the crowd looking for a lady. All right. That's what I think of when I hear a Martini Shark. And I also wanted to say thank you, Martini Shark, I well, did. I did enjoy the end of this movie. Well, you will have a chance to thank Martini Shark in person because he's going to guest on Stinker Madness. Oh, how about what? that? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, for our future Fantastic Four from 1994 episode, absolutely right, fantastic. So seven, we left off before we got Bond 99 at uh, the point where William Smith is just about to launch a missile at the Kahuna. A, a missile. A missile. Missile. With the help of the professor. And we should point out that when we stopped, when we were interrupted by Bond99.com, that we were under the impression that it was a missile. Uh-huh. A missile. A, a uh, rocket-propelled grenade, per se. As some form of explosive coming out of a tube. Yes, as opposed to just a bullet coming out of a, a tube. dart. Yeah. And yeah. I would like to say that I finally made the connection with the professor, that he is a lot like Regis Feldman. He's a lot like the professor from Gilligan's, I think. I, I think he's a lot like Regis Feldman, and I didn't really Fieldman? notice it. Fieldman. Fieldman. That's... Fieldman. Uh, uh, Whatever, Sam. Uh, wow. The other guy from Talk uh, Show TV that yeah. uh, got fired from being a feel man. He was He was all oh. about He was all about feeling up the co-host. Well, then they and, have a uh, lot in common. Oh. Are you throwing Regis under the bus? Anyways, yeah. seven. Regis is a goddamn fine American. So, William Smith gets to the professor. They shoot the rocket, and it... Turns into a dart. Turns into a dart, pops the kahuna right in the chest. He's dead. Uh, they get back to the beach. They land, give high fives. Or they don't land, but uh, what's her name lands? Uh, she's already the landed. The one that got she's raped by the oh, She's just hanging out on the chopper. Yeah. And the professor and William Smith are like, hey, man, that was a great job. Well, how, did all... you, how did you know? How did you, how did I know what? Did how did you know that that wasn't guy. the original? Oh, kahuna. yeah, 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 the original Kahuna. Well, you see, when we were flying over, I saw the guy shoot with his left hand. I, I know that the Kahuna was right-handed. No, he's left-handed. No, no he's left-handed. Way, whatever. He's left-handed. It's his wrong hand. Yeah, it's, and then could you see that from the helicopter? Yeah. It was very Sherlock Holmes-esque. Ish. Ish. It was on the verge. The power of observation. Of Uba. What's Uba? Like the end of Star Wars Episode 3? Like, Uba. We just spent two hours making the third Star Wars, and we didn't cover any of the ground we needed to. Uba. Luke. <laughs> Uba. Leia. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Obi-Wan Kenobi shows up. I'm taking this one to Tantooine. And you're just like, oh, okay, Organa, you take this one. Okay. Scene. Yep. Uh, Joel Edgerton, show back up. Here's the baby. Scene. <laughs> 
So he, uh, they give each other high fives and uh, say that they're off to get their knobs polished, basically. He says we should go get our helmets polished, which, yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. let's... Um, yeah. That's not, it's not very innuendo-y. Like, yeah. they're not wearing helmets, A. And I didn't get already... it until just now. Really? Helmets no, polished? If they would have said not polished, I would have gotten that one right off the bat. But I, I guess I haven't heard helmet polished since I was... I don't know. Well, you don't have to hear it to know what it fucking means. I didn't think about it. I was like, oh, they're going to go motorcycle riding. Oh, brother. <laughs> now I feel like a dick. Uh, <laughs> oh. No. So they get in the chopper. She says, hey, we've got one more stop to make. And uh, they get in the chopper and fly off. And it turns out you were kind of correct, Sam, in your prediction of how this movie ended with them all getting together one last time. They don't do a recap of the events and well, explain the movie to you. They, It's sort of like the pre-evolution of the Sedaris denouement. Right. Where beforehand you're told, mm-hmm. but then afterwards they get together and eventually he's going to turn this into one scene. Right, right, yes. It's the foundation, again. Lots yeah. of foundation work in this. Right, because they do the recap of the movie pretty much when they're doing um, the credit sequence, so you kind of keep watching it. Right, 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 right. But it's not the one character says, oh, well, the thing you didn't understand about this whole situation was that uh, the butler was actually the masked murderer. Yeah. Well, they kind of did that with the left-hand thing. Yeah, yeah a little that's bit. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Right. Is yeah. It's beforehand he... He does the, this is what actually happened. And then there's a second scene in the restaurant where they're all getting together. That turns into one scene in the later right, movies. Right. That's the refinement of that process. And I was incorrect that, uh, what's the hula lady's name again? The, the, the agent? spy, the yeah. double agent. Yeah. I don't know. The waiter, waitress lady. Yeah. She, uh, she does not get to go on and become Sybil Danning. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. I was wrong about that. She gets to go on and get shot. Yeah. I think Jackie, you had something similar along those lines with her. Yeah. You know, I was just thought that was a cool way to end the movie, really. <laughs> like to shoot her right in the lay. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Jenny, Jenny shows back up. She's not just on the beach smoking doo. Well, it it in it's been a couple days, so she yeah. probably went on a wild weed bender if that's a thing. Yeah. That's a thing you can do. <laughs> yeah, Rather I... than just smoke a couple times and be like, Whoa, I don't know any of you guys. I'm totally gonna leave now. <laughs> First opportunity I get, I'm out of here. Yeah, and you know, Cowboy's alive, and they did explain that, yep, that his Cowboy's medallion back. saved yep. him. Yep, nobody died that was one of the good guys. Everybody's A-OK, and they blast the double agent right in the chest. She's dead, credits. Oh, you make sure to, if you do, if you didn't stay after the credits, make sure for the two-second shot of William Smith giving the bullhorns like, fucking A, man. Yeah. Yeah, at the very end, that was that was the way to close it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was sweet. It's a sweet movie. It is a sweet movie. I like... uh I, I did like the ending a lot. I thought it was a good uh, exclamation point on everything we'd seen. Having to, to wait for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Before they shot What's-Her-Face, they made sure. That's what you got to do. You got to make sure they know they're about to die. Yeah. Here, I'm I'm kissing the lay that I'm about to throw you. And then she catches it anyway. I guess at that point, why not? You, they're going to shoot you. Maybe it's just uh, instinctual for women to catch flowers, bouquets of flowers. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, you never know. I think that that, yeah, she had it coming. So there you go. Seven. I still, uh, I, I think we're all. It's a do. It's a do. Yeah. Okay. It, it might not be, you know, Malibu Express. It might right. not be. It's not Picasso Trigger. Right. Uh, but it's still a lot of goddamn fun. It's good late night fun. 
Jackie, who you got for good neighbor, bad neighbor? My good neighbor, bad neighbor. Oh, that's just your particular theme song? Yeah, that's going to be my intro music, at least for tonight, because then I won't remember it for the next podcast. Sure. So my my first good neighbor, bad neighbor, since we did watch the Star Wars just recently. Okay. Jar Jar Binks. Oh, all right. Dude, really? Oh, yeah. Dude. Okay. Dude, really? Dude, Dude, he could take a bullet. And or defeat an entire army by himself. You got to think about these things. Wonder some and cats how did he, your house. How did he defeat that army by fucking up your yard? Yep. I I, I mean, usually sometimes. Well, usually sometimes. Um, some most of the time. Sixty percent of the time cannot, it works. Every time. You cannot judge a neighbor by whether you dislike him or not. And in the in the realm of the film, like, oh, I fucking hate that character. Well, it doesn't prevent him from being a good oh, neighbor a good or a bad, bad neighbor. neighbor yeah. This, no. I If you guys can come up with a solution that says Jar Jar is a good neighbor now, I will say and that your in, argument of him being a stumbling buffoon, not going to work for me. Where I will go is, I believe, it is noted in the Clone Wars animated series that he is a very good gardener i don't remember that at all i thought that he was able to plant things uh no he, he just ran into he lives somebody under who the was... fucking sea you goddamn retard no that he ran into somebody who was a good gardener. he doesn't know shit about fuck he doesn't sucks. know shit about fuck he sucks he sucks he 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 can be a good diplomat uh what he's is the ambassador a fucking Naboo, the buffoon? He's the one that got the emperor kicked oh, up there. Yeah, by going, Misa ruined, ruined the whole galaxy. Bad neighbor. Bad neighbor. I'm going to agree with that one. Next. My next one is the love guru. Oh, my God. Man, you are pumping him out. He has a terrible neighbor. Uh, the bigger question is, who would you least want to live next to, Jar Jar or the love neighbor? I would live to... I would, I would room with Jar Jar. I would totally living... take Jar Jar over the love guru. I would live in the same house as Jar Jar Binks. As opposed to the same fucking... to not living on the same street. Yes, Totally. As the love guru. Oh, I totally disagree. I would oh. much rather live with the love guru than have Jar Jar Binks on my street, because that little fucker is going to knock down my mailbox at least three times a week. And it's better. And it's But better. the love guru will just be like, ha ha, farts are funny. Mariska Hargitay. Yeah, farts, oh, farts. Yeah, but then I get free advice. Farts and dicks balls. Not good advice. And then, yeah, you know, no. he's always having a seminar so I can kind of check out the there, talent. There's a chance that Jar Jar Binks would cause an accident that it would end it quickly for you. That you would die. Yes. <laughs> oh, is that what we're going Sweet for now? Sweet death. Is a possibility. It would never be a possibility with the love guru. You would have to live next door to that for eternity. Mm. Bad. Awful. At least until your Worst. mortgage was paid off. Worst neighbor. 30 years. <laughs> Last but not least, Jackie. Please, something debatable. Ace Ventura, pet detective. Uh, we already did this one. Actually. Yeah, we already did Ace Ventura. Oh. Uh, he's oh, a bad neighbor with all the neighbor. birds and uh, animals and shit. Yeah. Okay, wait. All scratching, scratching around. around. Uh, okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm holding on. You want me to hold both testicles? Um, Cat Stevens. You already did Cat Stevens. No, you can't do Cat Stevens because he's not a fucking movie character. He's an actual person. Oh. We did Cat Stevens when we were drunk. We all decided he was an okay neighbor. No, you guys decided he's an okay neighbor. I said he's fucking kicked out of the United States. And I was wrong about that. 
Uh, what and, are you, the TSA? Yeah, yeah. Get on yeah. out of here. Uh, are you probably your I mean, suitcase is too big, Cat Stevens? Can't what, let you on here. You're you, carrying too much liquids. You got five <laughs> ounces instead right. of four. The TSA is a bad neighbor. Oh, whoa! <laughs> hey, man, you better believe it. <laughs> What'd you do today? I looked at balls, and they're all of our neighbors. Yeah, they live next door, man. They're everywhere. <laughs> You better believe it, Jack. <laughs> okay, Sam, please tell us about uh, Mortal Kombat colon Annihilation. Mortal Kombat colon Annihilation. Mortal Kombat <laughs> colon Annihilation. <laughs> Made in 1997, the year that we all graduated from high school. Uh, I am younger hey, than that. Thanks for dating us, you fucking dick. All right. Director Robert Leonetti is more known as a cinematographer. He shot Hot Shots Part 2. Oh, Hot Shots Part 2. Joe Dirt, The Scorpion King, and Detroit Rock City, among numerous others. Stinker Madness will, of course, remember that he shot I Know Who Killed Me. Oh, ooh. Brilliant cinematography. Oh, my God. Is there going to be blue all over this movie? Probably not. Stick a big blue filter right over the camera there. He may be most recognized for his frequent collaborations with James Wan, for whom he has shot five films, including the Insidious series. However, Wan must have thought that he was number two. When it came time to shoot Furious 7, Stephen F. Winden got the nod. Winden, however, has shot the majority of the Fast movies. Leonetti has also directed two other screen gems in The Butterfly Effect 2 and Annabelle, a prequel to The Conjuring series. Chucky knockoff, but whatever. Liu it was Kang, popular last year. Liu Kang. I didn't get to see it. Yeah. Among other characters, now credited as being played by both Robin Shu and Tony Jaa. Oh, Tony Jaa, yeah. At the time... Tony Jaw was a stuntman, but now that he is a thing, someone thinks that tagging his name on might fool people into watching this shit. Only Robin Shu and uh, Talisa Soto reprise their roles from the original. James Remar takes over duties. James Remar? James Remar takes Hall over. Hall of Fame sneaker madness actor James Remar takes over for Hall of Fame sneaker madness actor Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Oh, he's Aww. Raiden. It should be. Oh, is that a good trade? It should I don't be, think it is. It should be the other way around. Lambert should have to take over shit Remar doesn't want to do. Actually. Lambert should have to be cleaning James Remar's garage for $8. <laughs> and he probably does. Because he cares too much. You care too much. Your, your garage is very dirty, James. James, you need, too much. you need to shred these documents. Someone could find them. <laughs> the role of Raiden is also double credited to Ray Park. Oh, Ray as Park. He as became Darth a Maul, thing, too. Who this also is, starred in the Insidious series. This is actually... The very first film credit for Ray Park, stunt or otherwise. Really? Oh, that's a good one. Brian Thompson makes his triumphant return to Stinker Madness. Brian Thompson, Hall of Fame actor, or Stinker Madness Hall of Fame actor, Brian Thompson from such movies as Cobra. Yep, by no fault of his own, he's showed up twice. Sandra Hess. What takes... was he delivering sandwiches? He like no, he showed up to Sneaker Madness twice. Oh, if Brian walked in here and delivered <laughs> some like... Jimmy John's to me right now, I'd be like, Hall of Fame actors <laughs> Brian Thompson's bringing me Jimmy John's. Yeah, it would be something else. Uh, Sandra Hess takes over for Bridget or Bridget Wilson. I think it's Sampras, by the way, she married Pete Sampras. Right, she Just did marry that. Pete Sampras. 
what the hell did Bridget Wilson or Brigitte Wilson, Brigitte Wilson have going on that she was too good for this? Well, she was in five movies in 1997, including the one that was the scheduling conflict to this film, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. Oh, but she's got to be one of the ones that gets killed. Cause the other I don't remember her. Three of them don't even have a Wikipedia article. Holy shit. Yeah. That's bad. And the fifth is uh, Tom DeSillo, which is, he's good. Uh, the Real Blonde, which I've heard good things about. I am a big fan of uh, Living in Oblivion, Tom DeSillo movie. It wasn't until 2000 that things slowed down for the sweet piece of ace we know as Veronica Vaughn. Boy, howdy did they slow down, though. Many of the other players in this club are known for being in the film Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Colon. Littlefoot plays Nightwolf. Littlefoot? Who's Littlefoot? Gary Paul Davis has adopted the screen moniker Littlefoot. What? So it he's is, like Mick G? It is fun to say he's Littlefoot like a little plays dinosaur. He's a, he's a Native American, so he's able to do that, I guess. Oh. Oh, yeah, Nightwolf's a Native American. Littlefoot. Huh. <laughs> Littlefoot plays Nightwolf. Yeah, that's weird. It man. is fun to say Littlefoot plays Nightwolf out loud. Little yeah, because Littlefoot was a long yeah, neck. He was the long neck in Lamb Lam- Lam- Before, Before Time. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. I'm fucking this up. It's Lightfoot. And you oh, could have yeah. gotten... Nice work, buddy. Nice work. You're, You're a real, real fucking journalist. <laughs> I, yes, I, I was am. taking a roll down. You just read what's on the fucking prompter. You yeah, I was it. taking a roll down. Semini- I'm not reading. I'm putting in fucking letters because it says Lightfoot right here. But it's not spelled Lightfoot like uh, Gordon Lightfoot. It's L-I-T, like Miller Light. You were, you, what were you doing? I was taking a walk down memory lane when I was a kid and the Land Before Time movies first came out and you could get these plastic hand puppets. From yeah, from Pizza, Pizza Hut. Hut. Yeah, totally. And oh, I had yeah. the Sarah one, but I always wanted the long neck oh, one. Oh, I had Littlefoot. Neener, neener, neener. I actually had like three Littlefoots. So it's too bad, man. Well, Keith. You still have them? Oh, fuck. Can I have one? I don't have. I don't keep trash. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I saw my boy. Sarah, so screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, have, do you have that thing I gave you for Christmas? I don't keep trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Keith Cook plays Sub-Zero. He also played Clayton in Picasso Trigger. I told you we get back to Picasso Trigger. Oh, hey. There, ah. it there it is. There it is. Two former American gladiators make the scene. Nit- Nitro and uh, Sex Pistol. What was the other one's name? Nitro and uh, uh, Thunder. There was Thunder. Thunder's, I'm sure there was. Yeah, Thunder, Thunder thighs. Neither Thunder one Thunder was the big black guy. Uh, Darren McBee, otherwise known as Malibu. Malibu, yeah. Plays Mataro. And Lynn Williams, otherwise known as Saber. Saber! Plays Jax. Cool. They made a novelization of this movie. What? It makes me think if there's a literary version of us, and if the novelization of this film is their holy grail. There, there can't be, like, there's no one out there that just, like, reads terrible books and go, yep, that was so much fun reading that terrible book. Uh, I beg to differ. When I was a child, <laughs> I bought the novelization to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, oh. and I read it, <laughs> and at one point, I caught my parents looking at me and shaking their head in disappointment, <laughs> and uh, I said, well, I gotta get to the end. <laughs> oh, it explains so much. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Jai White. Oh, from such films as Spawn. And Black Dynamite. Oh, yeah, that mm. one. Yeah. Well, he ditched the role of Jax to play Spawn. Mm. Yeah. Which is one of my most hated films and probably isn't as good as this movie. Yeah, I don't want to watch Spawn ever again. Spawn. Lyndon Ashby, who played Johnny Cage, jumped ship after he read the script. 
that may be telling as he didn't jump ship after reading the script of the first one. Wait a second. So is there anybody in this movie? <laughs> yeah, that... I already said the, the two people that. Ro- Robin Shu and. Robin Shu and uh, Tassara. Yeah. I've been drinking. Uh, Felisa Soto. Felisa Soto is also. Yeah. Who, who are those people? Two, two people? Luke play? Cage and. Uh, oh, Katana. Oh, boy. Um, Luke Cage is terrible. Not Luke. Wait. Luke Kane. The guy with the hat. Yes. Yeah. No. Luke Kane is the guy who wins in the first one. Yeah. He's the main character. No. That's. Um, uh, it's Johnny Cage. Johnny no, Cage sucks. No, Johnny. The, oh, Luke Cage is the guy from Marvel Luke. Comics. Johnny Cage is the movie star in Mortal Kombat. Lou Kang. 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 Is the guy with K- the hat. No. Is he the guy with the that's like Bruce Lee knockoff? I don't know. You play yeah, Mortal he Kombat. He's the Bruce Lee knockoff. Okay, He's the one right, who wins. Yeah. All right. That's one of the recurring characters. Anyway, Lyndon Ashby said, nope, I'm out. It's too shitty. Even though he didn't do that with the first one. Schlock Tour, speaking of guys who were out, Paul W.S. Anderson directed the first one. Yes. He was out on this one. Yeah, I'm out. You know why? Because he had brighter futures. Uh-huh. He was too busy directing Event Horizon. Oh, yes. Yes, Event Horizon. Classic stinker. Despite the poor reception, the film made $51 million against a $30 million yeah, budget. that's not bad. That's not bad. For the piece of crap that it is. Almost pretty double your money. Good. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, currently holds a 3% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is actually infinity percent higher than our last film, Ed. Yes. Which holds a zero. This should be a much better film. I am going to love this movie. Just by comparison? Yes. Your shit pick of Ed. Screw you, Sam. Yeah, we only... Oh, you know what, I'm giving... You know what? For our listeners who can't see, I am giving Sam the stink eye. We Mm. can only go up from here. Just wait for... Super Babies, Baby Geniuses yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I hate you. Well, the movie is currently streaming on HBO now, if you've got a subscription. Uh, I don't think it's anywhere else. Uh, it's, I'm sure on still DVD that you can probably get. Uh, other than that, uh, you're on your own. So check it out and come back to us on Monday. And in the meantime, get to the chopper. Oh, no, you didn't do it right. Get to the chopper! What's that? Mortal Kombat! No, it's Mortal Kombat! (laughs) (laughs) So now do Hey! (laughs) Thank you for listening to Stinker Madness. If this is your first time, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll come back to listen more. But now, we'd like to ask all of our listeners for a small favor. We aren't ranking as high as we'd like, and we need your help. Would you please take just a couple of minutes to rate and review us on your preferred listening platform, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you can. It takes many hours each week to bring you this show, and just a couple seconds of your time is a huge help for us. And for those of you that have already done this, we say thank you.